0: Welcome to Lombardi's Legends podcast. Joining me, as always, is Dane, and this is Wags. Thirteen and three, clinched bye week edition. Dane, boy, we survived a tougher than expected game. But how are you feeling, man? I'm still shaking a little
1: bit, Wags. I, I can't believe it. It's so rare to see a thirteen and three team. I mean, this this one. Really, could it have gone any other way? This is classic Packers 2019-2020 uh, football. These guys found a way to win. Coach Lafleur said it after the game. Uh, these guys are guys that just battle. These are guys that love each other. These are guys that find ways to win, and they did it again today.
0: Absolutely, and I, I know there's going to be some folks that are probably pretty frustrated by that performance out there, but – um you know what we're just going to celebrate we finished the season as you said 13 and 3 that does not happen every year don't take that for granted and right now we're recording this year on Sunday night um we are watching The 49ers take on the Seahawks in the background. Uh, We know that Zedarius was having the whole team over tonight to his place, and they're doing the same thing, celebrating a great season uh, before they'll get a little bit of time off here uh, probably this week. Uh, We'll find out what that schedule looks like uh, to rest up. Um, But uh, they have plenty of things to get back to work on then uh, as they prepare for uh, their a uh, second round opponent uh, whomever that will be.
1: Yeah, and uh Wags, I mean, yes, we're 13 and 3, but we also swept the NFC North this year. Uh it, absolutely remarkable uh, situation. So even the, the most negative Packer fans out there, if if we would have told you before the year started that in Coach Lafleur's first season, the Packers would sweep the North and they'd go 13-3, and I don't know how you couldn't be any happier than that. Uh, but like the t-shirts say, the North is not enough. Um, so I, I'm going to look at just a couple things from what just happened at this Packer game, Wags, and I'm going to look at the bright side. Uh, Jared Valdeer, and uh Lucas Patrick, holy wow. Those two guys came in on our offensive line Uh to sub in for Corey Lindsley and for Brian Balaga, who both left uh, the field with injuries. Wags, if I'm not mistaken, I think we only had seven O-linemen up for today's game. So we were down to – that was it for our reserve offensive linemen. Both those guys came in, and we were talking before this podcast started. I don't even – Didn't even realize, you know, you don't recognize that they're in the game, and that's a credit to them. Of course, we saw them in the game, um, but they played such good football today. They handled um, blitz protection incredibly well, Um, so uh, a credit to... Patrick, who just got a contract extension, but also Valdeer, who has only been on the team for a couple of weeks here. Just bravo. This offensive line has depth. And I'm going to look at that as a huge positive as we go into the playoffs because you can never have enough good offensive linemen.
0: Yeah. And how about a special kudos to Aaron Jones? Yes. Um, was able to get his first thousand yard season and was uh, active and healthy for all 16 games. Uh, So uh, congratulations to him on a fine season. And then you said it, Mason Crosby. How can you not just feel great for that guy, exercising some demons from Detroit last year uh, to come in and and get an opportunity to knock that game-winning kick through? Uh, It was Pulled a little closer to the left upright than I would have liked, but uh, good all the way. Uh, so in, in Mason, actually, I, I just saw um, eclipse a team record for best percentage uh, field goal makes over the course of the season for the Packers, so congratulations to him. He didn't have maybe as many field goal attempts as as years past, but uh, he was just right on point and and was money all season long.
1: Yeah, and Wags, uh, after the game, it came out that his brother Reese uh, sends him an inspirational message uh, prior to these games, and today's message was, quote, there's going to be a moment, step up and be the man, end quote. Uh, Mason is a guy who, I mean, his brother Reese lost his wife to ovarian cancer. Um, Mason's uh, wife uh, has been battling with with cancer, uh, lung cancer. This is a guy who, uh, off the field, has been just battling with some uh, with with some personal issues, and for him to come up in this moment and and strike in this house of horrors that was detroit last year for him we couldn't be more proud of him as a player but also as a person so congratulations mason that was that one gave me chills not only because the packers won but that was one of the biggest kicks in my opinion in his career for him to swing that leg in that place in that moment and to give the packers a bye incredible thank you mason crosby
0: yeah uh it could have gone unnoticed but certainly uh, was not going to uh, be something that wasn't going to be on his and, I think, his teammates' minds. So uh, just uh, I, I think you just put it perfectly. Uh, last, let's give a, you know, it was, I think, maybe a little bit of a tough day for the coaching staff. I, I'm not sure if they, this team looked completely prepared. Uh, strangely, it was the Lions that were playing with more of a sense of urgency early in this game. But, again, to show that resiliency, come back out after halftime and get the team back on track, and uh, for this staff to finish 13 and three in their first season together in Green Bay, uh, I don't care what you say, how it got done, uh, that is a testament to the ability of this group to be able to pull this team together. And uh, I I think just do a a fine, fine job. So uh, they are going to get an extra week to prepare. And and I think they're learning from from some mistakes and which buttons to push with these guys, too. I'm I'm guessing, I'm not going to put words in their mouth, but I'm guessing, Coach LaFleur, as much as you want to give these guys a a day off, um, you know, with a holiday in the middle of the week on a short week, I, I'm sure looking back, he's probably thinking perhaps that extra day off wasn't the best idea because this team did come out flat and looked a little bit like they were not quite as prepared as they needed to be. Uh, but um, that's about as negative as we're going to go. Uh, let's uh, We got the win, and now let's uh, look forward.
1: Yeah, so Wags, uh, talking of looking forward, I mean, again, we came out of this, uh, this game, I thought, relatively healthy. We'll know more here in the coming days, uh, but... I don't expect the Packers to tip their hand on the severity of these injuries, you know, for a little bit. But uh, Bulaga sounds like he had a, uh, a concussion. He was being tested for concussion protocol. We saw Alan Lazard had a, an ankle issue. Um, they were they were retaping his ankle uh, near the end of the game, and um, we did see him after the game in the locker room. You know, in some of the photos and video, he looked to be standing, which is a good sign if you've got an ankle injury. Uh, and then I think Corey Lindsley was the one that I was scratching my head on, um, and uh, I'm curious your take on that. He just looked stiff as he walked to the locker room, so uh, I believe the the TV broadcast mentioned it could have been a back injury, but I think they were speculating as well. So let's just hope that uh, that Corey uh,
0: is healthy because he is just integral to this offensive line. Absolutely. Uh, the good news is, it appeared none of the injuries were significant or serious. Uh, and we'll have an extra week. So Uh, hopefully that's, yeah. It it will also be interesting to see uh, with the Packers and a surprise move over the weekend after um, our last podcast uh, releasing Tony Brown, we do have uh, some flexibility to still add to this roster before the playoff are set. So um, it will be interesting to see if perhaps – a Raven Green is activated back on 53-man roster, or if there's any other moves that we may see, um, you know, in terms of uh, who they add to that 53, because... Uh, this whole team has been relatively healthy despite a, a few of the inactives today. Um, I don't think any of the three guys that were inactive today that have mostly been playing this whole season um, in, in vitali and uh, Jamal Williams and Will Redmond, it didn't appear that those should be long-term injuries, and I would think, um, or I'll, I guess we don't know yet, but I'll be surprised if with this extra week, they're not going to be ready to go as well.
1: Yeah, and the other guy to maybe keep an eye on is Greg Roberts, the the pass rusher. Um, maybe if they're looking to get some fresh legs, he's a guy that the Packers really liked. He's been hurt all year, but he's been practicing. So just another guy to keep uh, an eye on. But uh, Wags, I would tend to agree with you that wouldn't be shocked if it's Raven Green. If he's healthy, he's good to go. They really liked what he's been giving us uh, prior to him going down with the injury. And and frankly, it looked like it took them a bit of time to adjust once he went down with that injury. Now they've adjusted pretty well, Um, but should be fascinating because there's also guys on the street, right? There's other guys out there. Um, So we'll see what this Packer team does. But um, an uncharacteristic, I would say, late season release of a player like Tony Brown, who had started a couple games for the Packers. So certainly something to keep an eye on. Um, so, Wags, there's a lot of teams. It looks like this is starting to shape up now in the NFC. The good news is, is yes, at the very least, we don't have to play next week. And uh, and then, yes, the, the second piece of good news here is, at bare minimum,
0: we're playing at Lambeau Field. Exactly. And, I, frankly, I really don't care who we play. I agree. Um, we will just need to be ready to go and play a good game. It doesn't matter who it is if we don't have a good four-quarter effort it's going to be tough to come out with a win even at home so uh this is playoff football now we're back in it uh the worst can happen the best can happen as packer fans we've lived all of those emotions over the years sometimes
1: in one game (laughs) yeah
0: it's just great to be back in it right because Um, as up and down as this team has been all year, we got that 13-3 and record and we earned a bye week and we earned uh, at least one, uh, if not two, home football games. So uh, this will be interesting to see. So, Dane, what we do know is that if San Francisco, who's up early in the second quarter, 10-0 right now, were to hang on and beat Seattle here tonight, they will be the number one seed. The Packers will be the number two seed. Uh, so um, let's just uh, start with that. I, I kind of think San Francisco, I thought coming into the game, they would win and they're up early. So uh, things could certainly happen over the course of a game. But um, let's let's assume they're able to lock this up and get the number one seed. Um, what we won't have then uh, in the divisional round, at least, is the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Lambeau Field. That much we know because if the Vikings were able to win their opening round matchup, uh, they would be headed to San Francisco.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's uh I think that's good news. I mean I, I I look at I look at some of the other teams here. It looks like the Eagles clinched today. Um, they're they're a team that I just pay attention to because don't they feel like a team that can just get hot at any time? I mean that's like a Doug Peterson MO. I think he's a really good coach. Former Packer backup quarterback Doug Peterson Super Bowl champion coach Doug Peterson uh, very talented and they're a team that just big picture Um, I'm always going to be a little uneasy about because they can get hot and they've shown they can beat the Packers at Lambeau which um, not a lot of teams have been able to do this year
0: Uh, yeah they did it already so I think weirdly uh, I don't know if that helps the Packers or helps the Eagles I I wouldn't mind seeing the Eagles they've been Uh, A team uh, uh, definitely on a downward trend. Uh, We're able to close out with a couple of victories here the last few weeks. Um, Yes, they've got some talent on the roster, but they've had quite a few injuries. Frankly, I really felt like the Packers would have won that game if uh, Devontae Adams hadn't gone down with that injury. And, our, and Jamal Williams. Yeah, and that was early enough in the season. Our run game, I think, has really come along really well since then. Uh, that, that was a game that the Eagles defensive line really gave our offensive line a lot of fits. Um, I just don't think that that would happen again. Um, listen, it doesn't really matter. Uh, again, as I said before, we're going to have to play a good game no matter who we play. But um, uh, if it were to be the Eagles, uh, that would mean the only way we're facing the Eagles, Dane, Um, if we are the two seed, is if the Vikings are able to uh, go into New Orleans and uh, beat the Saints as a three seed uh, because that would send the Vikings to San Francisco and then that would mean that the Eagles beat the Seahawks then in their opening round game at home. So um, not inconceivable, but um, uh, I don't think that's a, a highly likely scenario either. And the good news here is
1: if we, uh, you know, switching gears a bit, if we did end up facing the Saints at some point here, uh, to your point, they'd have to come to Lambeau Field. And Drew Brees, that's not his forte. He does not want to play January football uh, at Lambeau Field. He's been superhuman much of this year, I think. He's looked as good as Drew Brees tends to look. However, Lambeau Field rocking cold weather um, might make him look a little bit more mortal.
0: I, I agree. Uh, now, uh, either way, whether we get the one seed or the two seed, the if we play the Saints, regardless of what round it's in, they're coming to Lambeau, yes. uh, which is, I think, really significant because, frankly, uh, the Saints have been playing some, some very nice football. Uh, they've got a—despite uh, all the points they gave up to the 49ers a few weeks back, I think they've got a really solid and talented defense— Obviously, we know how good that offense is, particularly um, you know uh, with some some guys that Packer fans are pretty familiar with, even though we don't base the Saints all that often and alvin Kamara, um and uh, and certainly um they've got uh, jared cook uh at the tight end position uh and then you're not going to forget michael yeah you not <laughs> i'm not forgetting michael thomas obviously record-setting receiver this year um so uh that would uh, be a significant challenge but i would certainly like our chances against the saints a lot better now that we know that if we face them, it's going to be in Green Bay. No matter what round it would be in um, or what seeds they end up being, uh, the Saints can't get to the Super Bowl um, without potentially traveling through Green Bay. So uh, that uh, is a, a comforting feeling, in my opinion. I'll mention the Vikings. I mean, there's not
1: much to be said. We've beaten them twice this year, but it's remarkably hard to beat a team within your division. Times. Um, uh, Vikings always make me nervous, as does any team in the NFC North when we play them, because there's the familiarity factor to it. Um, I would expect if if we end up playing Minnesota at some point, they'd have to come here to Lambeau Field uh, uh, just like the the Saints would and, uh, and Wags. In that situation, I would expect a better showing from Kirk Cousins and company than what we saw in Minneapolis in week 16. Um, they couldn't have played, frankly, much worse, I thought, than they played in Week 16. I still think we can beat that team. Uh, however, I think we'd be in for a bit of a barn burn.
0: Yeah, I, it's it's never easy to have to. And there, the, you know that they would be motivated to come back out there and, and pick up the physicality yeah. and play a much better game. And, and sometimes it can be hard to keep that. Uh, you know, edge mentally uh, when uh, you've faced a team that you feel like you've beaten and quite honestly dominated in this most recent uh, battle. So um, it, it wouldn't be as easy as what, what they were able to make it look like in this last meeting. Uh, that's for sure. So the other potential opponent then uh, is Seattle. Um, and if Seattle ends up losing this game to the 49ers, they would be the five seed. So in order for Seattle to travel to Green Bay, um, they would both have to beat the Eagles in round one as a five seed, uh, and the Vikings would have to go into New Orleans and beat the Saints. So, again, I don't think that's a, a – not an impossible scenario, but I don't consider that to be a highly likely scenario. So, uh, actually, I think Seattle's the team that we're least likely to face in the divisional round. Um, I suppose unless they do end up getting the three seed and and uh, and the Packers get the one seed, uh, then um, well then we still wouldn't face them in the Maybe divisional yeah, round. Yeah. So it seems like Seattle's the team that, no matter how things shake out here tonight, is probably the least likely to be traveling into Green Bay uh, of those uh, other potential opponents. Um, and I guess we should mention San Francisco. I've been co- operating under the one seed uh, uh, scenario, but real quickly, do you have any? Thoughts on Seattle. That's certainly a team that we've faced a number of times in the playoffs um, a a few years back, and uh, we're well acquainted uh, primarily with Russell Wilson. Always, always gives me a a great deal of concern, Yeah, Uh, really obviously for good reason.
1: Yeah, the running back uh, situation is a bit in shambles right now. They just brought Marshawn Lynch off the street, but uh, Russell Wilson is a freak of nature. He seems to shine brightest sometimes when the lights are on him. He's a remarkably talented quarterback. Um, Pete Carroll throws out all the stops, it seems like, in those playoff games. Lockett is a heck of a wide receiver for them. Their defense, maybe not as vaunted as they used to be, uh, but can still fly around a little bit and then make plays when needed. Um, So, you know, Seattle certainly not a team to uh, take lightly, but frankly, Wags, as we go through this list of teams, all these teams can win football games. So that's, that's, I think the point I think that I'd like to make here is, um, no matter who the Packers have to play, uh, it's going to be a tough, tough game. However, I also think the Packers, if they're on their A game can beat any team in the NFC.
0: Absolutely. So, um, lastly, I guess we'll just mention San Francisco, certainly, uh, an opponent that we would like to forget our last meeting with them, but, um, At least for the divisional round, the only way we're facing San Francisco is if they lose this Seattle game. And then as a five seed themselves, um, the Vikings would still have to beat the Saints. um, Or I'm sorry, forgive me. The Saints would be a two seed in that scenario. So then in that situation, we would have um, the 49ers as a five seed Uh, facing the Eagles and then it would be the Vikings traveling to Seattle so uh, if the um, uh, 49ers were to win that game against the Eagles um, then uh, we would have to uh, um, the only way we would be meeting the 49ers I'm sorry I'm thinking this aloud um, actually the Saints would get the buy as a two seed so if Seattle wins against the Vikings, and then the 49ers beat the Eagles, then they would be uh, traveling to Green Bay um, as uh, Green Bay would be a one seed and 49ers would be a five seed in that scenario. So um, it took me a second to get there. Sorry about that. It's like a (laughs) basketball if anybody's
1: ever seen it. They they do the playoff scenarios on the board, and I'm like, I can't keep up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so actually, now that I think about it, uh, it seems like if – if the 49ers lose this game, who knows? I, that seems like they would be the most likely team to be that we'd be facing. Then as I think about those seedings, um, it seems like San Fran coming to Lambeau as a five seed, if, if Green Bay is the number one seed, almost seems like that would probably be the most likely situation.
1: Yeah. And, and as we're, we're talking about this, I mean, San Fran's got the ball in the
0: 15 and they've
1: been moving ball at will against seattle a lot of football left but my gut wags is telling me that Seattle's going to pick up this one seed
0: you think oh or
1: san fran you All right, excuse me san fran's yeah. going to tonight. yeah it's I, just, I i'm seeing the tilt on the field obviously things can change quickly but i'm going under the assumption as we're doing this that i think san fran's the number one seed Um, And they're a good football team. That's it.
0: Yeah. So uh, you know that uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But um, uh, if they do lock up the one seed. Good news is, is we don't need to think about or worry about San Francisco for a few weeks uh, because uh, we're off next week and yes. then we, we've we got business to take care of before we can even think about uh, the potentiality of having to travel to San Francisco. And let's be honest, there's no guarantee that they would win that game either uh, in their first divisional game as well. So um, a lot of football to be played. Uh, this is it's just exciting to have this conversation, isn't it, Dave? Oh my gosh, I mean, we're sitting here talking about
1: all of this and at the end of the- the day uh it's as simple as this the green bay packers are two games away from the super bowl that's it i mean two games away from playing in the super bowl it's going to be two hard tough fought battles um but i'll tell you what this team as frustrating as they can be at times um they do find a way to get it done and um i'm looking forward to some ugly winning football at lambeau field from this packer team in the playoffs
0: yeah, I, I, I'm i just really encouraged by what I think our defense is going to be able to do. It wasn't our best performance today, but I just really think overall this defense is coming together, uh, playing some really good football. Um, uh, hopefully we can get fully healthy then here for the next couple of weeks um, and be ready to go. Uh, and have a, we'll know who we're playing after uh, next week at his game. So, um, it's, That's the other encouraging thing is how healthy
1: this team is this late in the year. It is truly incredible at this
0: point. Yeah, I mean, you just never know in that first round if there's – we're not rooting for any injuries, but even the team that ends up having to come into Lambeau – Uh, if they have a, you know, an injury or two that can significantly alter, um, what they're able to do coming into that game too. So it will be interesting to see who that is and, and what that team's looking like, uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll be doing
1: podcasts. I think this is going to be our last podcast of 2019 looking at the calendar right now. Uh, we'll be doing preview podcasts. We might have some other special podcasts, uh, uh, interviews coming up where we're talking with some uh, former players, seeing if we can uh, line up schedules. But, um, Wags, when we started this venture last year, it was tough, uh, tough sledding. Um, but but this year, I, I couldn't have asked for a more enjoyable season than a 13-3 and season. Um, what a great way to end 2019 for the Packers than to sweep the division and um, get, a, get a home buy game. For the playoffs
0: yeah it's it's pretty incredible I, You look back uh, that was a 6-9-1 season a year ago and that was not a good 6-9-1 team uh, by any stretch of the imagination I've seen a lot of Packer fans out there on social saying is this the worst 13-3 and team ever and they've been saying that I think for the last few weeks this is the worst 11-3 team mm-hmm. ever worst 12-3 team ever you know what it doesn't matter. The The schedule and the, the record is what it is at this point. Uh, I, I, I think I started saying it last week. Just enjoy it. We're back in the playoffs. We've got to buy. Anything can happen from here forward. Um, folks, Uh, Are you going to complain your way to the Super Bowl, or are you going to jump on board?
1: That's right, Wags. I mean,
0: I'd rather be a "quote unquote" bad thirteen and three than a good nine and seven any day. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just um, we'll have to go out there and play better football. Uh, I'm not going to be completely, you know, blind to what we've been seeing. But um, again we've seen teams come in I and mean, the patriots didn't look very good coming into the playoffs last year yeah. and they put together a few good weeks um in fact you know basically a couple of good weeks and uh were able to just scratch by um, get it done. So uh, it's just a game by game situation. So, anyway, enjoy the week off. Uh, as Dane, you mentioned, uh, we'll try to get a couple of uh, bonus content episodes put out there. But just uh, stay tuned following our social. Really appreciate you guys following along. And, uh, Dane, any uh, closing thoughts here before we sign off? No, just follow us on Instagram, follow us on
1: Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Share it with
0: a friend. Please rate
1: us. Give us a good rating uh, for for our podcast here. Um, Call our Cheesehead hotline, 608-285-2128. Leave a message. Uh, If we like it, we will play it on our podcast.
0: Beautiful. And we did it under 30 minutes, buddy. Hey, I love it. We did it, buddy. (laughs) All right. Well, say it with us, folks. If you're sitting out there listening, uh, we just closed off a amazing run 13 and 3 go pack go, Pat, go. go.